What's up, y'all? This is John, and I've got Wes back with me for another episode of the Nothing Finder podcast live on Millions. If you're an OG listener, you remember Wes and uh, the first, what, six, eight months of the show we were doing it together? All last season? Yeah. Until Until a little bit of the... Yeah, what's that? Right before spring practice started, I think somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good time. Mike, um, Mike has some sort of stomach bug and uh, has been really struggling today, so he didn't make it. But Wes is filling in. Um, and this is Mizzou week, so we would normally have Adam Spencer on the uh, episode to talk about Mizzou, but he had um, he had some life stuff come up and he was unable to do it today. Um, and on top of that, apparently he's the only person in the media that likes to talk about Mizzou. Which is um, crazy with the season they're having. Mizzou 24-7 doesn't post. Um, like 247 Mizzou, they don't post yeah. anything. Um, we were ghosted by another Mizzou podcast last year. We yeah. reached out to um Two or three different uh, beat writers and podcasts uh, this week to try and get someone on to talk to us, and um, apparently they don't have any fans. So, <laughs> you know, I, we're going to roast the fans because you can't roast this team very much this year. Uh, no, um, we still love Adam, but we're disappointed in all the other Mizzou fans. All Boo Mizzou! Boo Mizzou fans! Yeah, it. So obviously, <laughs> this week we're um we are talking about Georgia Mizzou. We're going to talk about a couple other games, but before we get to that, first, how the hell is it November already, dude? I, so bad. And and it's damn cold again. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I'm kind of glad I moved. So for those that don't know, I just moved down to Columbia, South Carolina. And it started snowing in New York yesterday, which is where I moved from. Oh, that (laughs) sounds awful. So I'm so glad the Army moved me when they did. (laughs) I'm sitting here in a sweatshirt um, because I was outside a good part of the day at work. And um, it was like 55 and windy. Yeah, it was 41 when I woke up this morning to, like, walk the dogs. I'm like, is no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's shitty if you're used to living in the South. And um, I was actually at the beach this past weekend. Oh. And it was 90. Um, and Wednesday rolls around, and it's cold. That's it crazy. I mean, it's supposed to be 90 again this weekend. So if you're in the South, be prepared to be sick. Huh. But uh, what are you drinking tonight? So I know what was it was it last episode or a couple episodes ago? You were talking about how you just rather have carbonation than than a soda. Yeah. So I am drinking a sparkling ice because I'm the same way. I'd rather have carbonation than an actual soda, and these actually have flavor. They're pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm. I like. I I really like the Bubblies and Kroger brand sparkling water. Um, citrus flavors actually taste like something. If you yeah, get this, something that's not citrus, it just doesn't. 
Yeah, this is lemonade. It tastes just like lemonade. Now, if you want to be a real degenerate, hear me out. All right. Go get a raspberry lime or raspberry or cranberry, one of the two, lime seltzer from Kroger, like seltzer water, right? Okay. And just, just put a little gin in it. <laughs> well, if you want to be your, if you want to be a real degenerate, seeing how I just moved, I have no alcohol in the house right now. Hey, Fort Jackson Class Six is actually legit. It's not bad. It's. I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting on that bottle still. Well, you haven't sent me your address. <laughs> I know. I was gonna wait to see if I came down this weekend. It was just gonna grab it from you. I don't have it. Oh, oh, they're gonna ship it. No, no, oh, no. We we're gonna get we'll, it to you, but I don't have it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am something you need to do if you come to the game this weekend. Stop at a local liquor store, and this is a free ad. Um, Southern Brewing's Nothing Finer Ooh. IPA is that good? Um, oh, it's so good. I don't. I'm not a huge IPA guy. But, I'm not either. But it's like a it's like a light IPA. Like you get a little okay. bit of the hops, but it's not one of those like. Slap you in the face and put on a Carhartt (laughs) beanie IPAs. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And then I have a nothing finer koozie on my nothing finer beer. So there is literally nothing finer than your beer right now. Not a damn thing. (laughs) Um, And I was going to stop. I was going to quit drinking as much on episodes. Um, (laughs) But I started typing this out earlier today. And... You know, I got fired up at work typing this out, and I was like, "I, I, I need the extra juice." I need I'm it. excited. I'm excited. Um, so we're gonna get right into the playoff poll. It was re- released yesterday. Um, we had Mike and I had talked about doing like a live either on Millions or on Instagram, but the uh, Tuesday fell on Halloween, and as someone with four kids, he was unable to uh to skip <laughs> halloween yeah um but you know we had this conversation last week and we said ohio state was really the only team in the country that had an argument be number one over georgia um turned out that way i can see the argument if you look at strictly their wins and yeah that's about it because the team looks like ass yeah so I understand, like, okay, the ranked opponents, whoopty fucking do. All right. Take the numbers, take the numbers in front of those teams away. Look at this, the records, right? Take away the losses that the teams have from Georgia and the losses the teams have from Ohio State. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I haven't done it. I probably should have now that I'm talking about it. They're probably damn near identical. But because they have that number in front of their name, they look like a better win. Yeah. I mean, Georgia beat a. Two lost Florida last week. Stomped the shit out of them. Um, Notre Dame has two losses. Right? No, that, that's perfect. Wisconsin, same record as Florida. Look what Ohio State did to Wisconsin. And look what Florida or Georgia did to Florida. And it, Ohio State was tied with Wisconsin at the half. Yeah. That's – the dairy raid was moving. Was moving. <laughs> the on Ohio State's defense. 
Um, but one thing that I think was really interesting is they put Washington ahead of Oregon at a uh, five and six. Washington obviously deserves to be ahead of Oregon, but one of the games we're going to talk about today, um, Washington going to USC in the next week, USC going to Oregon, I think are both going to really uh, shake that up quite a bit, depending on how those team uh, games go. Yep. Um, but Mike did some research, put it in here. Only two teams ranked number one in the very first playoff poll of the season have won the national championship. Obviously, we don't know about this season, but we do know what happened to Tennessee last year. Um, enough said. <laughs> <laughs> in 2021, Georgia won the playoff. In 2020, Bama won the playoff. From 2014 to 2019, no team ranked number one at the first playoff poll has won the title, and that is Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and then Mississippi State in the very first playoff poll. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> going back to that first playoff poll, that wild was wild. They had what? Mississippi State was up there. Florida Mississippi State, State and Ole Miss were both yeah, in, in the top four. Florida State. I want to say like Auburn was up there at one point. Yeah, I think the top, the first playoff poll <laughs> ever. It was three SEC teams and Florida State. Yeah, that was wild. And um, none of those SEC teams have actually made the playoff or won a national title since then. So. I mean, none of those teams won that title in 2014 either. Um, so Mizzou came in at 12th this week. Um, I do think it's interesting that they came in ahead of LSU. I know LSU has two losses, but they did beat Mizzou. Um, so I thought that was just an interesting little tidbit there. And then I will see – Ironically, Mizzou is 11th in our poll. So so we're a little Might bit higher well. on Mizzou. Might as well make us the playoff poll. It's hard to argue. <laughs> Real hard to argue. Um, I just – I don't understand. My biggest thing is Ohio State and Florida State have looked like pretty much the same team this year, right? Yeah. They don't look good, but they're undefeated. The only reason Ohio State is ranked first is because they beat Notre Dame with 10 men on the field for two consecutive plays. With, like, literally in the final second. Yeah. And they beat a vastly overranked Penn State team. Yeah, and looked like complete trash. Like, neither one of those games that they won, they looked good in. No. No. Um, meanwhile, Georgia beat number 20, Kentucky, uh, absolute slaughter fest. Um, but you know, is what it is, is what it is. Uh, I think we all remember what happened last year when Georgia was not ranked number one in in the next game that they played. So, um, it'll all sort itself out. Well, how, so it's crazy how, I'm pretty sure we said this in the group earlier, how history is repeating itself. The Saturday after the first rankings come out, so Georgia loses the one spot. That Saturday they play a home game, a big home game at 3.30. Yeah. Because yeah. last year Tennessee was 3.30. Then 
Mizzou's three thirty this year. And I've heard rumors of black of wearing black jerseys. I'm just saying. I, you hear rumors of wearing <laughs> black jerseys for literally every game. <laughs> um, I'm actually checking the weather for the game this Saturday right now because now you have me concerned it's going to be cold and rain. Ooh, sunny Ooh. and 72. Let's go. Ooh, I'm going to say if it's shitty weather, I'm not coming down. Sunny and 72. I will still be wearing uh, pants, probably bring a sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. But – uh. Because the low is like 40 and the sun sets early. So, you know. Um, so, do you, is there anything else you want to talk about with the poll before we move on to the games? I, I'm i actually not upset with any of it. Um, I think the committee, I mean, obviously, everybody knew how the state was going to be number one. And the committee actually, at least in my opinion, they took the head-to-head matchups that teams actually that teams that have played with each other into effect, except for I think like I actually I could be wrong because I'm pretty is Texas above Alabama? Texas is seven, Alabama's eight. Um, okay, yeah, they took the head-to-head like into account, which I love to somewhat, see. Somewhat, somewhat. Obviously, so Washington's ranked ahead of Oregon. Texas is ranked above Alabama. But Texas is also ranked above Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma's got two losses. Oklahoma has one loss. They got embarrassed at Kansas. Okay, well, I mean, but when you get embarrassed at Kansas, you deserve to be dropped. I, I don't everything. disagree with you. Um, <laughs> and then Mizzou 12, LSU 14. Okay. Um, Louisville is ranked ahead of Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has two losses. Right, so I take back everything I just said. You are mostly correct. <laughs> They're at least close. They're not like four and like 15th. Yeah, I, I will say to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that um, Kansas is 21, Oklahoma State's 22. They have the same record, and Oklahoma State beat Kansas. That just seems like an error because the committee doesn't have time to watch all of the games. <laughs> they don't want to go that kind of like I'm sure a lot of us do when we do our polls. We really don't want to go that far down, so we just side with like 15. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I said it on the show last or earlier this week. If you rank, like for example, James <laughs> Madison twice, that's just what it is. They're like, just I, that good. Okay, yeah. stop yelling at me. It happened once. No, I'm not talking about you on that one. <laughs> Because I went to one of the people like two or three times with corrections, and I was like, "Fuck, fuck it, James Madison gets ranked <laughs> twice in years." I don't, I don't we're, care. We're sending it. Um. All right, let's get into uh, Mizzou coming to Georgia. When I checked it this afternoon, Georgia's favored by fifteen and a half, over yeah. under fifty four and a half. Um. And some Damn. series numbers that our Brock Bowers hashtag Caleb Tillman. Um, brought up to our attention. Also, once again, we just hope that uh, Caleb's tightrope surgery heals soon. We really need him back on the field. He's doing Definitely. great in the coaching position. Um, he's ta- he's taking up that um that travel spot though on the roster. We we got it. We need him. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, <laughs> so Georgia and Missouri have played twelve times in college football history and only lost one of those games. The average point differential per game is Georgia plus 17. 
Georgia has won nine in a row against Missouri, and Missouri's a one and eleven record against Georgia. Oh, is worse than any team they have played ten plus games against. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. So. This will also be the eighth AP top 15 matchup inside of Sanford Stadium since the uh, Hail Mary loss against Tennessee in 2016. Georgia is 8-0 in those games. And, nope, that part's just put in twice. Yeah, Georgia's 8-0 in those games. Um and if Georgia wins on Saturday, it'll be the seventh time since 1980 that they have a 6-0 and start in SEC play. Every single other of those six times, they will have competed for a national championship. Damn. You love those numbers. Yes. Um, there's still a job to do. Absolutely still a job oh, yeah. to do. But it's um, it's looking looking pretty good. So to get into some actual game stuff itself, um, although Missouri has played some great games this season, they've also been prone to having drives stop short and living off of explosive plays that, that they they then follow up by big runs from defensive gaps trying to cover that second level. Mizzou is 30th in total offense, 443 yards per game, 17th in passing offense with 294 yards per game, 74th in rushing offense with 149 yards per game, while Georgia's defense is 8th in total defense, 11th against the run, and 4th against the pass. Damn. Yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be a fun one. Uh, honestly, I don't – I don't know if Georgia covers this game. I think it could easily be just like a 14-point game or less, especially with Luther Burden on the outside and fucking Cook, man. That dude. He's having a Heisman caliber season. He, he is. And that's the shitty thing about being on Missouri is you have seasons like that, but nobody sees it. Yeah. And – I mean, this could be, knock on wood, like his Heisman moment. It's an opportunity for one, for sure. Yeah. Do I want uh, that? Hell no, I don't want that to happen. No. No. <laughs> so, for Missouri's defense, they're 38th in total defense, allowing 338.2 yards per game, 26th in rushing defense with 112.2 yards per game, and 62nd against the pass with 226 yards per game allowed. All right, for so, Georgia's offense. Go ahead. So what I'm hearing is Beck is about to extend the SEC record for consecutive 250 yard passing yard games. Um, yeah. So Georgia's offense. You know, we we've hyped it up quite a bit over the last few weeks just because of how well they've uh, well they've looked. Um, Georgia's fourth in the country in total offense with 506.5 yards per game. Fourth. And passing offense for 334.2 yards per game. And the one blemish is the run game, which is 46, but 172.2 yards per game. And that's 76? 46. 46, Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot of good rushing teams this year is what that tells me. Yeah. I mean, it also, 
doesn't help that we have been plugging and playing offensive linemen and running backs and running like we haven't had a consistent I mean granted we're nowhere as bad as South Carolina who's on like their ninth set of linemen. If they don't start the same five this week it will be their ninth offensive line combination all right never mind I'll take it back it we are as bad uh but we actually know no, how to it, like it, South Carolina will have started their ninth offensive oh, line combination. Oh, I yeah, yeah. About, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, but the thing is, people – I mean, I'm one of them. I mean, we all are in our group. We all were quick to be like, fuck, Beck's not the guy. Get him out of there. Put Vandegrift in. We – and none of us come to, like, think – like, this was his first year starting. Like, he sat behind Bennett for two years, and he just had to get his feet under him and get his feet wet. And now that his feet are, you know, he's got his feet under him, and he's he's slinging the thing like, this is the Brock we were all wanting to see. Or not Brock, the Beck. We were, I mean, we want, we want Brock too, but <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the Beck we've all been wanting to see since day one. And now that it's happening – you hear less and less complaints about Bobo. Yeah, I mean, so so I saw this stat pop up recently. Um, Georgia's pass, Georgia's points per game total right now is the same it was in last season. It was the same it was in Bobo's best year's offensive coordinator the first time. Yeah. Um, so through eight games, Georgia has as many 40 plus yard plays from scrimmage, which is 14, as they did through the entire season last year of 15 games. They also lead the SEC in plays of 50 plus yards with seven, and that's only three less than the entirety of last season. Yeah, I think I think what people didn't realize was or realize that like this offense is as good as it is. It's because of the slow starts we've had in the in the first like couple games. Yeah. In the close I, games we've had, but like new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, like they just had to get their feet under them. Let us play Auburn again. Let us play South Carolina again. And I can yeah. guarantee you those aren't seven point games. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. And I will say this is the uh, Bobo offense that we had expected when we were real early on the Bobo train after they announced him announced him being hired. Yeah. It's a long Not time I. ago now. Not I. I've always hated Bobo. I you know, I just at this point, <laughs> I don't think Kirby has given us a reason to not trust him. Oh yeah, no. Unless we get in the red zone, then you know, but that A gap run. <sighs> <laughs> if you're gonna a gap run, do an I formation. Like if that's your first play when you get in the red zone, like give the guy a chance. Put another blocker in. Put fucking. Oh, if only we had a Jordan Davis. I say put Jordan Davis in at fullback. Give me Michael Williams at fullback. Oh, that's what I was just about to say. Is Michael put Michael at fullback or Marvin Jones? <laughs> just like, let him go. Yeah, he may not be big. But I promise you, three dudes are going to be laying out cold on the field before he gets done with the play. Look, put Van Payne in, and obviously he can run. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but who's going to snap the ball? Just fumble it. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so for this game, what do I expect? Right. And this is something, this is probably the one bullet point that took me the longest to come up with because of how uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that this team has been with starts this season. But I, I almost think that they do get into that slower start mentality from trying to get the run game going because, and I say this with a ton of respect for this guy, Mizzou's defensive lineman, Johnny Walker, great name. Great name. (laughs) He is a phenomenal player, but he plays in a style of where he's been ejected twice this season. Oh, so if you can force that guy into mistakes, yeah. he will get into his head. And I think if you run right at him, because he's a defensive end, but he's a little bit on the smaller side. So if you run right at him, I think you've got a really good chance to get that run game going. Yeah. Um, and then I expect Mizzou to just throw the kitchen sink at, at us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, they brought out a fake punt against Kentucky where they scored a touchdown. I <laughs> – you know, I'm going to get into it later, but, you know, trick plays, fake punts, all that kind of stuff. But I also think that Georgia's depth and talent will come into effect in the second half like it has every time. Yeah. No, one thing I, I expect from this game is I think Georgia gets off to a slow start, but I think, like you said, it's not to control the run game. Like, they do it on purpose to keep Missouri's offense off the field. Yeah, they no, they try it's... to they try to keep Cook and Burton on the sideline, and then the I can't remember the running back's name, Trader. Yeah, they try to keep them on the sideline at least for the beginning. Like they get they have a long methodical drive to start the game and kind of kind of run that clock down and just try to keep them off. Not that Kirby doesn't trust the defense, but the boys, the boys are cooking in Mizzou this year. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously they took down the SEC – or they took the SEC's best offense down to the wire in uh, in that LSU game a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, LSU doesn't have a defense, so – Exactly. <laughs> we'll be talking about them in a minute. Um, oh, can't wait. So, biggest concern for me in this game – is what Brady Cook has shown that he is capable of if he doesn't get pressured. So both of his interceptions in the LSU game came after sacks. He got sacked twice in that LSU game and made mistakes. And I think a flustered Brady Cook is going to throw interceptions. He's going to throw bad passes. He's going to make bad reads. And that is what you want as far as the defense goes, in my opinion. So that LSU game, that was in Como, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Kentucky was in Kroger Field, which everyone's like, don't sleep on Kroger Field, but it's Kroger Field. This is there with a two foot long receipt. <laughs> this would be Cook's first like hostile. Yeah. And we know what this crowd can do. We saw it last year against Tennessee. I mean, so even the South Carolina game was in Como. Kansas State in Como. Yeah. So, like, 
this is his first time coming to a hostile environment. I mean, last year, I guess he – but they weren't this team last year, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, this crowd can get him flustered. This defense can easily get him flustered. Like, we've been getting a pass rush here these past couple of games. And yeah. everyone, everyone, I've been seeing all over Twitter, oh, who's number 13? Does anyone see number 13 for Georgia? Where's Michael Williams? Blah, 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 blah. Motherfucker, he's there. And he's showing up. He might not be in the backfield every play, but he's, he's not filling up the stat sheets. But if you saw QB hurries or quarterback pressures, yeah. Hey, he would be filling it up. He's there. So, yeah. and I mean, I'll. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think this defense flushes him, and he throws at least one interception. So, what I hope happens in this game is they come out like they did against Kentucky and get ahead quick. You know, I don't care if it's however many five-yard passes it takes to get in the end zone. Like, I don't care if they don't run the ball a single time in that first drive. But they need to score. Because – want to score. Oh, no, like I – take seven minutes off the clock, run the play about, clock all the way are down. Are you talking about Georgia or Missouri? Yeah, 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 Georgia. Oh, I was like, I wouldn't yeah, fucking Mizzou shut didn't, out. <laughs> Mizzou didn't score their first points until the fourth like, drive of the game against Kentucky. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what, no, I want a shutout. I want the same thing that happened with Tennessee so we can look at the committee and be like, are you, are you not entertained? Yeah, let's let's bring back the gladiator meme. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm about to go on a little bit of a rant here. Let's do it. I love rants. All right, so there are plenty of guys on this Missouri offense that are capable of beating most teams. Most of those guys were on the field last year in Como, where they almost took down the dogs that are pissed off they didn't do it and want to come into our house and do what has not been done since 2019. Here's the good news. The Georgia Bulldogs are not most teams. Georgia Bulldogs also remember getting taken down to the wire last season. The Georgia Bulldogs have seen that a worse Ohio State team than the one they beat last season is currently ranked ahead of them. The Georgia Bulldogs know the committee has once again doubted them. They also remember what happened last season after they weren't ranked first in the country in that first playoff poll. We, the fans, remember what happened after those rankings came out last season. This team needs you, and that I don't care if you're sitting at your house in damn Oregon, but <laughs> it needs you to be early and be loud. Stay on your feet and be loud. Stay till the end. I don't give a shit if it's a blowout and be Wow, because the reigning, defending, back-to-back national champions are the best team in the country, and we'll make that abundantly fucking clear this Saturday between the hedges. Fuck Mizzou. Fuck all the Tigers. LSU, Auburn, Memphis, I don't give a shit. Dogs <laughs> on top. Take the points. I. That's where I'm at. Damn. They need you for their pregame speech. I. I would do it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I don't know what going back to the rank, like, Ohio State has Marvin Harrison, and that's it. Oh, they're, they're running backs out for the season again. Oh, well, yay. 
<laughs> okay, once again. <laughs> yeah, same guy that was out last year. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, that's it. I If we beat Missouri, do we take the one spot? Probably Absolutely. not. Absolutely. Absolutely. So? Yeah. Or not F. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I'm not going to jinx it. But, no. I Even agree. if not this week, it's top 10 Ole Miss next week. And then, if not then, top 20 Tennessee the week after. Dude, I might not come to Athens this weekend. I might save it for next weekend. Do both. Don't be a bitch. Do both. <laughs> well, you know, some of us have, you know, weekend jobs now. Loser. All right. What what are, <laughs> what are you taking on this game? You made a lot of good points, and I'm a I'm a go back on what I said earlier. We cover and we cover big. Love it. And I don't want – I want to say the overhits just because we score so much, but I think – I'm going to have to go with the under. What was it 54? 54 and a half, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have – yeah, the under. I, I'm i not doing the over-under. <laughs> but we cover and we cover big. I I I agree. I think that um, I think that every single person in Buttsmere is pissed off. Oh, and I made a graphic that I need to post, so we're good. Every time we've done that, every time I've done that, there you go. <laughs> um, MID, congratulations, Missouri! You managed to accidentally fall into this game seven and one, and with a legitimate chance to win the East. Unfortunately for you, you're still mama ma mid. Let's be real, you've won seven games, and the most impressive thing you've done all season is choke against LSU. Just like the most impressive thing you did last season was not beat Georgia. Who have you beaten this year? You beat a Kentucky team that we already broke. You're welcome, by the way. A South Carolina team that's already one loss away from missing a bowl game at time of recording. And Vanderbilt, who needs no additional comment. Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee are all still left on your schedule, meaning you have accomplished precisely nothing so far this season. Drinkwitz is talking about this being a November to remember. After Saturday, it'll only be a regret that you want to forget. Boy, that was that was cheesy. I apologize. That was terrible. But look, we're, we're, we're doing so well, we're ranked in the top 25. Exactly. Look at what Georgia has done this season to teams that have a pulse, especially since you know Kirby is finding a way to take that November to remember as disrespect against his team. And I'm recording this before the playoff rankings come out, by the way, so y'all better pray that Georgia is number one come Tuesday night because it's not. Boy, y'all are going to have a hard time on Saturday. And I am so glad I will be there up close and personal this time to watch your downfall. Last time I watched Georgia play Missouri in person, Mark Rich was the head coach, and we won 9-6. to six. This is a very different team now, and I'm excited for a very different result. Go dogs! So, LSU going to Tuscaloosa. They got college game day. Um, we'll talk in a minute on why I think college game day fucked up by going here, but is what it is. Alabama are three-point favorites. Um, once again, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite stats when it comes to these type games. Home teams get three and a half points 
Um, so if this was a neutral site, it would be a pick'em. Just throwing that out there. Um, over under of sixty point five. <laughs> so to me, this game is one where stats don't matter as much, but style of play matters a lot more. So, th- I mean, we had two games last week where this was a perfect example of Kansas uh, beating Oklahoma and then Georgia Tech beating North Carolina. So this is a game where LSU really has their season on the line. They yeah. have one SEC loss, and if they beat Alabama and finish out strong, they will make it to Atlanta again. I mean, I would say both teams have at least their SEC season on the line. Because if LSU wins, they get the tiebreaker with Bama if they win out. LSU still has some tough games to go, though. That's what I'm saying, if they win out. Yeah. Um. So, I think that Texas ex- – Tessa- good Lord, can I talk? You are you having a stroke? I hope not. Hold on. <laughs> I can feel both sides of my face. We're solid. Do you smell to- burnt toast? No. I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Um, so, I think Texas – exposed what Alabama's defense is vulnerable to, and LSU's offense has the ability to exploit that. But this game, I think, will not be decided on what LSU's offense is capable of because LSU's offense, if it was a seven-on-seven, LSU probably beats every team they play by 30 points. The question is, can their defense force Jalen Milrow to make mistakes? Can they pressure him enough to get the ball out, whether it's fumbles, interceptions, misthrows? Because I think their defensive front, their front seven, is absolutely good enough to do that. Wait, but they're, they're what? LSU's front seven. Of what? De- de- defense? defense? They, yeah. have a de- they have one of those? Well, we're getting to that. We're getting oh. to that. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him on the field, so I don't know. LSU's front seven, <laughs> top five in the SEC. Like, they get sacks. They get yeah. fumbles. They slow the run game down. The problem is their secondary is um, – It's it's second. Correct. Um, <laughs> second to special teams coverage. Um, <laughs> it's probably like fifth on what they do well on the coverage side. Which is so crazy thinking about LSU secondary being atrocious. That's that's a DB who moment. Yeah, like you can't claim to be DBU and then, like you said, DB who. Yeah. I mean, so the problem is, and we talked to Will Auburn about this in week one, um, the secondary is full of transfers that didn't transfer for a better opportunity. They transferred because they didn't start at their other school. <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of Georgia fans remember Major Burns. Everybody knows that name because it's a great name. Um, Will's comment in week one was, we hope we don't get a pro- replay of last year, and we just want minor burns this year. <laughs> so... 
if the secondary can cover Alabama's B-rate wide receivers for long enough for their front seven to get home, LSU has a chance to win this game. And they have a legit chance to get home because that Bama offensive line is just as atrocious as LSU's defense. That's that would be a very interesting, um, like postseason stat comparison of what's worse, LSU secondary or Bama's <laughs> offensive line. Like, well, well, hey, Caleb, write that down, <laughs> Caleb. No, because I mean, Harold Perkins hasn't been what we thought he would be this year. Or what anybody thought he would be this year so far. He's he is in a different role, but I I almost think that because this is LSU Super Bowl, they put him back to what he does best. Yeah, and that's what I was just about to say. This could be like his coming out party for 2023. Which is weird to say for Harold Perkins, but Yeah, I mean, they put him into an actual inside linebacker role this season. It hasn't and you know he learned real quick that inside linebackers in college football don't don't get any sort of love. I mean, Roquan Smith finished seventh in the Heisman finalist that year, although he was the best player at his position in all of college football. Right. I mean, to be fair, he did end Brady Cook's uh, completions without an interception record. So when he was in coverage. Yeah, like not not a tip pass <laughs> that he caught, but he was in coverage. So but I mean, <laughs> if you if you looked at the line of scrimmage on that play, Brady Cook was getting pressure in his face. So brings we'll full I mean, circle back to my point a minute ago. <laughs> I think one hundred percent LSU can get pressure just because of how bad Alabama's offensive line is. All right, so. Time to pick this one. Oh, all right. Um, man, I'm I'm doing what I don't want to do and picking Alabama. And I say that because I do not want to play LSU in Atlanta. Yeah, you but, might keep saying that LSU scares y'all. It's their but, offense. I'm about to say Jaden Daniels is really – I mean, Neighbors is pretty good. Brian Thomas, Logan Diggs. Yeah, I'm not – see, but people said the same thing last year with this LSU team. Oh, their offense, their offense, their offense. And I think the, that's a closer game if Jaden Daniels doesn't get his ass beat the entire time and for <laughs> the three weeks before that. That's true, but I don't know. Give me – the fucking Tigers. The ones Let that we just the... said fuck a minute ago. Huh? The ones that we just told them fuck them a minute ago. Yeah. Well, you did. Give me uh, the fucking Tigers. Let the band play fucking next. The Tigers in Alabama's fucking season. Mm. Mm. I want that. I want that clip. <laughs> All right, um, right around 42 minutes. Text me that. 42 minutes. 42 minutes. Yeah. Um, Tigers in Bama's fucking season. Okay. 
Next game, Oklahoma six-point favorites going to Oklahoma State over under 61. And this is the game that college game day should have gone to. I understand that these are not top 15 teams. That's cool. This is always a wild-ass rivalry (laughs) year after year. Year after year. Not only is it wild, this is currently, as of today, this is the last time this game will be played. They are not continuing the rivalry after Oklahoma moves to the SEC. That's so fucked because think of all the out-of-conference rivals that the SEC has already. It's the Big 12 being petty. It's the same thing they did with Texas and Texas A&M. Like, Oh, man, I love Bedlam. Bedlam is one of my favorite rivalries. Yes. And tell like, I get Alabama LSU has playoff implications, all that kind of stuff. But one, if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, they have a shot to go to the Big 12 championship. Actually, they will be tied for first in the Big 12 standings because they would only have one conference loss, even though they have two losses on the season. <laughs> So, like, this has Big 12 title implications. This is Oklahoma's last year in the Big 12. The last year, this rivalry. Why Why is no one making a bigger deal out of this? Because ESPN hasn't had a chance to be on Nick Saban and Alabama's dick this year. So, they're finding their opportunity with the LSU game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. God, that makes me want LSU to win more. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Um, so, I hope Oklahoma State wins, but I really don't know if Oklahoma loses two in a row this year. They're a lot better team than they were last season. Um, and their their defense is better at times, but Kansas was able to do crazy things to that defense on the back of big plays by their own defense. Uh, They had multiple turnovers that Kansas got the ball, and that's kind of how they did what they did. For common opponents, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State beat Kansas and lost to Iowa State. Oklahoma beat Iowa State and lost to Kansas. So they're one and one on common opponents, and there's there you know based on scores, there's nothing really to glean there. So I think Oklahoma State loses, but covers. What's the spread? Six. Oh yeah, it's bedlam. Yeah. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope Oklahoma State wins. But, you know, this is one where I'm picking with my head, not my heart. So I think Oklahoma wins, but barely. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I don't think Brett Venables is going to have them lose twice, um, especially seeing the collapse of Clemson since he's been since he's left. Since you've been gone. And I, I think he had Oklahoma ready. And that six, man, I don't – it is Bedlam. Six is six is so little though. And if Oklahoma State 
wins. This would not be the first time that they have ended Oklahoma's playoff hopes in this rivalry. Oh, man. Wait, where's it at? You said it's, it's in uh, state? Yeah. It, is it Boone Pickens? Is that the name of their stadium? Yeah. Okay. Man, that place rocks. It does. They got a little they are right going. on top of you. Then they, and they the, like, are little, right on top of you. They have little paddles they hit on the side of the. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I, I, I'm gonna go back on what I just said. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Pokes. Love it. I'm gonna go with the Pokes. I my my heart is with you, um, but my picks have been struggling lately, so I'm going with my head. Yeah, but your money ones, like you said, have been doing great. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, while we're talking about stuff that I'm putting money on, (laughs) Washington minus three at USC over under 76 and a half. Minus three? Washington is favored by three going to USC. What the fuck? Over under 76 and a half. Taking Washington to cover, taking the over. These are the two or two of the most undisciplined teams in college football. I looked this up over the last week. Washington is 124th in the country in penalties per game. Damn. USC is 128. Damn. Even with Alabama having Jermaine Burton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they haven't had the field rush on him this year, so he hadn't punched any more girls. It's fine. Oh, no, he just kicks people when he scores touchdowns, you know, throws punches, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's George Pickens without the talent. But George Pickens was never that bad. That's fair. George Pickens never smacked a lady. <laughs> Unless you count that Georgia Tech player. That's tough then. It's tough. <laughs> oh. Um, so for this game, I think Washington is the better team. I think they have the more consistent offense. I think they have the better defense. That's not really saying a whole lot. No, <laughs> we have a better defense than USC, like me and you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I could definitely tackle a running back, um, maybe once. I could probably chase minutes. someone. I could probably chase someone down from behind. That's about it. Like if I meet someone in the gap, I'm I'm probably fucked. I mean, I'm 5'5", 140 pounds. Oh, it, you know, shit, dude. I got KT tape on my knee from how bad it's been hurt lately. Maybe I shouldn't play. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll still be better. Oh, dude, I'll just be one of those defensive linemen that wears like two knee braces on each <laughs> knee and ankle tape and have a shoulder sling and – you got me for one play. Put me in on the goal line. I'm going to jump over and grab somebody and sling them backwards have and they seen, count me out. Have you seen that high school play? I think yes. it was high school. Where the dude literally like flips over the line and grabs the quarterback and like slams them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before, you know, there was a player that did that at my high school. Um, He was uh, a couple years later kicked off the Arkansas football team. But oh, nice. <laughs> but he did Real that weird. he did that in an overtime game to secure the one seed going into the state playoffs. Hell yeah. Or the region playoffs, whatever. Yeah. But uh no, that that was pretty cool. Um so you know, 
high school defenses. Now we're talking our high school teams. It's all good. <laughs> um, and because the defenses are so bad, the only thing that I'm really calling on this game is over 76 and a half. <laughs> I like you Washington's are, you know, you my bandwagon Washington team. Cover? Washington's my bandwagon team. Like I'm I am all aboard the Washington train. But their defense has been sloppy lately. Last week they had the worst red zone defense in the country. And they were borderline targeting on half of their hits. I I don't trust that the defense is going to be on the field enough to stop Caleb Williams. But that three, man, like you don't think Washington's gonna win by more than three? USC. I think they will. I don't have enough confidence to call it. Uh, I'll call it. So you're taking the over and Washington to cover. <laughs> the over and Washington to cover. Whew. Um, Mike's not here for his bandwagon pick, but we'll we'll go ahead and I'll I'll. He didn't even write anything, but Are I'll you tell ready? you what he's gonna yeah, say. I got you. I got fucking Texas Tech. Fuck them. Ah. TCU covers. <laughs> that that's that's our impersonation of Mike. But no, going going back to that Washington game though, like Michael Penix and then a dude a doozy a Yeah, who's on my fantasy team, thank God. Um those two they're unstoppable. And if Jalen McMillan is healthy, Washington wins by 30. Yeah. That's like I easily see the like them covering. I agree, but at the same time, I can see them losing two or three players of targeting and is it getting beat? Is it by in 20. Seattle or is it in LA? LA. I mean, that doesn't make a difference. USC fans aren't anything no. special. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but no. Going back to yeah, fuck Texas Tech. I don't want anything to do with them. TCU covers. TCU covers. <laughs> Mike, let us know how we did. <laughs> um, I'm going to go through his best bets real quick because he has been killing them. Even though he yeah. um, he called dibs on one that I was going to take this week. He um, called dibs. What is this, high school? Oh, dude. Uh, it, so, Sunday, <laughs> when all the lines for the week come out, we'll sit there and message back and forth like, oh, I called dibs on this. I called dibs on this. <laughs> Oh, so Florida State at Pitt. He's calling Pitt to cover the 21 and a half. Yeah, I like that. Um, He's got UCLA plus three at Arizona, which is odd that he's picking against Arizona here because we've been loving the scrappy dudes lately. Yeah, the scrappy dudes. Yeah, no, I, I don't like that one too much. He's calling Michigan to cover 33 um, at home against Purdue. Against Central, Northern, Southwest Michigan? Uh, yeah. Whichever yeah. one which whichever one Jim McElwain coaches and had the Michigan uh, double agent on the sideline for a game a few weeks ago. Dude, have you heard the new stuff coming out with him? I haven't heard anything over the last day or so. So they have video evidence proof of him dressing up as a staffer on the Central Michigan sideline. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? And the most damning piece of evidence is he's wearing sunglasses at night. (laughs) 
Like, I know that night games, like, you got the lights going on, but you don't need damn Ray-Bans at you're not, 11 you're p.m. Not Dion. You're not Dion. You no. can't. You can't do the sunglasses at night. No. Um, and then he's got Kansas plus two and a half at Iowa State, which I like that if they don't yeah. have a hangover from winning, uh, beating Oklahoma last week. Yeah, I like that. So for my bets, I got Notre Dame money line over Clemson. Um, Notre Dame like is actually that. only three point favorites going to the fake Death Valley. Take but the spread too. I like the money line because it actually has better odds. Huh. It was plus 155 odds to win, but it was like minus 130 to for just them to cover. So Moneyline has better odds on that. That's weird. Um, I'm taking the real sickos pick here. Auburn at Vandy under 49 and a half. I don't know. The way Peyton Thorne was throwing that ball last week, they found out how to throw it. They fi- they found out how to throw it against Mississippi State, <laughs> who I think has a worse defense than Vandy this year. Hey, we don't talk we don't talk bad about Vandy, all right? Well, um, I think this game goes under forty nine and a half. Because if yeah. Georgia Auburn I mean, yeah. only goes to forty seven, <laughs> I take the under. Um. I got Kentucky three and a half point favorites going to Mississippi State because Mississippi State is awful. Yeah, um, they're just not, they're not good. I you know I still have a soft spot for Mississippi State, but they're pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean ever since that uh, Georgia game for Kentucky, it's just been a downhill spiral. I mean they should have won, they should have beat Tennessee, but we won't get into that. But one thing that they did do last week against Tennessee is they learned how to throw the ball themselves and against Mississippi State secondary, they, they should do well. They did. Um, so Kentucky to cover three and a half. The next one is real deep cut. Um, if you hadn't been paying attention to all of the games, and I mean all the games, um, SMU minus 12 at Rice. That's so random. SMU in the games they've won this season has won every game by 20-plus points. Damn. SMU minus 12 at Rice. And then the last one is the Washington at USC over 76-and-a-half. I think – I mean, yeah. I'm back on my every USC games to the over bet. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it's, just, not, it's not a bad beat. No, no. Um, and earlier in the season, I think it was, oh, oh, it was Penn State spread is what I was picking every week because they were playing nobodies and, uh, not doing that anymore. Dude. So I'm watching the Duke game, right? Like it's their exhibition game. They have been at 99 points for the last two minutes. Damn. Oh, they can't, they can't get that 100th point. Um, while we're talking a little college basketball, if you guys are going to the uh Georgia Wake Forest game next Friday, I will be there. So hit me up. Oh, they just hit 100. Damn. Um, oh, so no, no free ads here. So I'm not gonna give off the website. I was looking at tickets for the South Carolina Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. 
and this website especially has like no fees or anything like that. $40 yeah. for like lower level. That's not bad. For South Carolina, Kentucky. And I was like, it was 15 for Vanderbilt. <laughs> That's sad. So, but then like I looked at like Georgia games, it was like, ooh, it was a start, they started at 100 for like a pile. I was like, That's not bad. Um, I can tell you get tickets for the Ole Miss game next week are like three fifty for up high. Oh yeah, I'm sure. God, Athens gonna be rocking next week. Hell, Athens gonna be rocking Saturday. Let's hope. I, I think it like we just need some. I mean, we have bulletin board material. We don't need a player to come out and say, "Well, they have to come through us." Yeah, yeah, that that um. Immediately, he immediately regretted that after the first drive. Yeah, especially when you have Gary talking shit about you. Yeah, when <laughs> when you get when your picture and quote comes up in a graphic on the CBS <laughs> broadcast and not in a good way, you done messed up, Aaron. <laughs> oh, so I was rewatching that game earlier today, and I didn't catch this until now, but Gary. I was like, I should go down to be an SEC official. I'm getting all these calls right. <laughs> and the, the part, whoever his partner was, was like, You get booed enough now. I don't think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Damn. Yeah. That was funny. And very <laughs> self aware. They're extremely self aware now. Um, Just took 10 right. years. All right, guys. As always, follow our social medias, Instagram at nothing.finder.pod, Twitter at finderpod, Facebook and YouTube. Just search us there. We got a new Facebook page. Um, Not the group. The group is still active, but this is like an official business page or something. I don't know. Mike set it up. Uh, (laughs) Rate and view the show five stars. Send us a screenshot. We'll send you a sticker. Um, and as soon as I get the most recent giveaway settled with Wes, we will be probably doing another one of those. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, there is nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Third and a mile. Duggan from the two will throw it all the way across the field. It's picked up by Bullardy. Bullard got it again. And Bennett to throw. Lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkie. He got on his donkey and made a sliding catch in the right corner. Touchdown!